in a forest and you like could change the season so like if you helped a beaver in like spring or something like that he gave you a jigsaw piece in the winter or like you could like hatch an egg or something was it that the thing changed seasons or was it that it was like one big thing and you went around i know it's uh after a long wait we're ready so let's talk about 0.004% fresh fruit okay Unless you want to talk about Black Panther, I know it changed your life. You told me you were ready to become a Wakandan terrorist. All I have to say about Black Panther was like, it was literally like the first Iron Man, but with like a whole black cast. Is how I felt. Yeah. It's a good conclusion. I will say depressingly average. I, I I don't know why it's getting the accolades that it's getting. I mean, it's like a solid Marvel movie, but it's not like this blew my mind. It's like, a standard Marvel my, movie my between the Avengers. Type thing. Yeah, it's it was it's okay. okay. It's you know, it's Thor I two. Mean, it had some funny moments. Ah, Thor, saying it's Thor two was kind of bad. I'm saying it's like they're not trading new ground. They basically took the Iron Man formula, the first Iron Man formula. It's like, all right. Here's this rich guy, and like he's got a suit that makes him strong. No, oh, no, someone else stole his suit and came in and messed up the place, and then he got his, you know, suit and title back. Yay! And yay! And advanced space societies decide who's king with a spear fight. I, I mean, that's like kind of whatever. It's. <sighs> I, I kind of thought that was stupid too. It's like, all right, you are literally putting like trillions of dollars and like mass amounts of power in like you know some you know caveman level type you know feat of strength between two people it's like that doesn't seem like a great way to choose a leader but hey that's their thing in their fictional universe that doesn't exist so you can't go there so so yeah yeah i'm sorry everybody there is no wakanda I don't know. I mean, I, I I didn't hate it. Just like I just was like, oh my, this is Iron Man. Like, whatever. I didn't really hate it either. It was just I was bored because it was supposed to be like the best movie ever, and it just, you know, I'm the Black Panther. Okay, I'm the king. Okay, I want to be the king. All right, I'm temporarily the king. Oh, I've been defeated. I mean, like it was the same thing as like every other. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like oh, it had some funny <laughs> moments, but like it was just that same like arc of like. All right. Oh, it's the funny. good guy gets in like a rut. You say then, Iron like, he Man. He builds back up. Because you're like, right. I didn't think about it at the time, but it, watching it, I mean, I was so bored I fell asleep. It was like, I, I felt like I'd, I'd seen the movie before, and now that you say Iron Man, and if I make Michael B. Jordan into uh, Jeff Bridges, it all makes sense. Kind of, yeah. It, <laughs> well, it's the, same, it's the same basic formula they use in all these movies anyway. Well, it's all the introductory movies. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of how I felt. It's like, I guess Ant-Man was like a No, they, a, they also had the same, same like, they both had shrinky suits. It's like, okay, the same fucking... They just use that hero's journey template for all these stories. It's the same thing, really. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I guess Guardians was, like, different, which I'm okay with. Like, the Avengers movies were, like, a little different. It's, but yeah, it was the same template, so I just was like... Hey, it doesn't suck. That's not amazing, though. So I'd say catch it on Netflix. Somebody asked me if they should go out to see it in the theater, and I told them, if you're, no, pretty much. Just I can tell you the spoilers to, like, you know, get you covered for the Avengers movie in the summer, but, yeah, I wouldn't. I had a free movie ticket, so I didn't pay anything, but I would not pay theater money to go see that personally. Listen to you making excuses for what you did. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, anyway, let's talk about Altered Carbon. Okay. A Netflix original series based on some books, I guess. Yeah, I didn't read the books. I didn't read the books either. Spoiler, I don't think granted. So I didn't even know there were books. Yeah, we didn't read any of the books. We just watched the series. So if any, there's any hardcore Altered Carbon fans out there and something's different, we're sorry. <clears throat> so we apologize ahead of time because I feel like some stuff was adapted probably but, but that always happens with book to TV show type stuff and it, was, it felt 
I think I read on Wikipedia it was more like borrowed heavily from like ideas from the book type thing. It wasn't like a one-to-one story. I could be completely wrong. I'm talking on my ass here. Uh, the impression of guys that it's like Bosch, that Amazon series about the detective, that there's books that kind of express the character and the overall loose plot of the season, mm. but the details. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. Whatever. I'm kind of sad I read that the hotel guy was supposed to be Jimi Hendrix, but they had to use Edgar Allan Poe because when they were producing it, Jimi Hendrix's estate was up in contest. Oh. Sucks. Yeah. I, I honestly like the the Poe character I liked. I like the whole series. I'll say this is probably the best science fiction I've seen TV or film in a, a while. Uh, I mean, I don't really watch that much sci-fi TV series, but yeah, it was solid. That's it, just unexpected. Better than Star Trek. Holy shit. Better, better than, than Star Agents Trek of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that fucking took a nosedive this season. Agents of what? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is that some kind of television series? Yeah. That you have to watch to understand minute references in Marvel movies? Basically. It, 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 doesn't, affect, <laughs> it doesn't affect anything that happens in the movies, though. No, they more react to things that happen in the movie rather than yeah. actually do a driving they, force through it. Did they tell us who the dreadnought captain in the, the Last Jedi is yet? Did they cover that? What? No. Okay, I'm just stuck on that. You've seen that movie, right? The Last Jedi? Yeah. Yes, we talked about it. At the beginning, I'm sorry, I'm just fixated on that, that they're like, oh, it's Captain Terrible and his big dreadnought, like we're supposed to know who this motherfucker is. Oh, that's probably some bullshit from and like then the he comics. dies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like that shit. It's a toy. They need to sell a toy. Yeah, which is probably in a bin now. Say fifty cents. The three hundred thousand Lego piece evil dreadnought star destroyers in the path off bin. It's on eBay now. Probably. <coughs> just Mel like- Brooks was right. Okay, he knew what he was talking about in Spaceballs and merchandising. I mean, George Lucas knew that before Mel Brooks even knew that. <laughs> but back to this. Back, back to Altered Carbon. Well, it's, it's good you mentioned merchandising because one of the things I think that made this really, well, I liked it so much is because they had like all those little futuristic touches almost. I actually laughed when, um, what's her name? The only person's name I remember is Lawrence Bancroft and uh, Takashi Kovacs because his name is really weird. There is... Ray, there's the <clears throat> angry yeah. police girl. What is angry police woman's name? Oh. When she gives him the ad blocker, like here, because oh. he's getting all the pop-ups for like, yeah, everything around him. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Fuck, um, Maria, Marta. Uh, no, not Marta. Marta, <laughs> Marta. I picture an older lady, but uh. Sorry for all the young Martas out there. Um, I want to say Maria, but... Kristen Ortega. Oh. What's her name? Ortega. Damn it. All right, Ortega. Yes, Ortega. Yes, that's right. So we discovered that characters don't necessarily have memorable names even. I mean, so like before we started, I was kind of saying that. Like, I enjoyed the series while I was watching it, but like... It didn't stick with me because I was like, wait, 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 what was the major plot point and how did it get resolved? And It really was it, it, very confusing. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, Grant was saying earlier, it's like, why? I mean, can we get into spoilers like right off here? It's fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. I will, I've quickly set up the world for people okay, who haven't sure. seen it. So basically, the whole, like, you know, trick kind of futuristic super futuristic thing that like drives the world is that like everyone has like a usb drive embedded in their neck that like stores all their you know memories and whatnot so you can take that usb drive out and put it into another body and like you basically as your you know your body which i think they what do they call it uh, a, a shell sleeve a sleeve um when your sleeve, you know, begins to age and break down or, you know, dies in a way that doesn't, you know, injure your neck area where the USB drive is, that you can just, someone can pop out that thing and then put into another body. Um, And if you have a lot of money, you can just 
clone your body incessantly and then just live forever. Yeah, so there are also services out there where they offer, you know, cloud backups to your memories. So you back up your memories like every, you know, day or whatever. And so if you ever end up dying in that body, even if like your USB drive gets damaged, you will still be able to revive in another body kind of kind of like well i was gonna say system shock but nobody actually played that bioshock um where like your body gets revived in one of those tube thingies. vita chamber i believe that was what they were called yeah yeah but uh yeah so i mean that's sort of the basic premise to the future world and there's like a bunch of other like stuff as far as like there's like a super rich class of people that like there's a there's a, a one world government controlled by breakaway elites who want to become superhuman immortals using technology. Yes. That's basically what <laughs> what has happened at this point. And they, they live in like Jetson houses like above the clouds <clears throat> and everyone else lives on the ground like <laughs> that is a good way to describe it. They are like Jetsons houses. <laughs> I, I I forget I thought I was Maybe it was here I was talking about that, like... Yeah, the Jetsons. Stupid fan yeah. theory between the Jetsons and the Flintstones, yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, they live above the clouds, so it's like, you know, that's like the rich elite place, and like there's people on the ground that like <laughs> strive to go up there, but they're always seen as like, oh, you're just a ground walker type thing, or whatever. So you point out there's a lot of people on the ground. Yes, it is like, you know... A thousand to one, or you know, ten thousand to one. Like, this ratio. is like the Blade Runner overcrowded, dirty. Yes, not quite as bad as Blade Runner yet, but no. it is very much like you are walking down the street and it looks like something out of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's it's getting there. It's getting a little dirty. Um, getting okay. Well, I mean, it's not like Ryan Gosling is waiting for his ninety nine percent pure water for three seconds shower yet. Yes, it's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Um. But so basically that's how the world is set up. And like the very start of it is like you don't know who these two people are and they're like in an apartment doing some shady looking shit and they get ambushed by some like scary government psyop looking guys. Some Master Chief looking yellow armor guys. Yeah. And those all those the little whatever they call them. um DFM or something. Yeah, those things that they were collecting, those were all the envoy things, right? That yeah, they had I think like so. gotten back together after they all got killed. Yeah. Okay. And so, so they used those like 200 years later or something to outsmart his sister. Was I guess. It? Yeah. It's a, I got it confused several times watching this cuz there's like over 10 episodes like each one contains something that you have to remember. Because it plays into like everything else that happens in every subsequent episode, like a little like small detail. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like I liked that. I mean, yeah, it. I guess it kind of caught me off guard initially because like, like usually when like I'm binging Netflix type shit, I'm just like watching it, watching it, like, and I'll like stop for a couple of days, and then like I'll start watching it again, and then like be like, you used to Star Trek, Justin. That? the fuck is this you like star trek discovery yeah where they spoon feed it to you yeah little baby spoon feed this sure is gonna be a tough mystery michael burnham are we gonna talk about the second half of that series ever uh yeah we should talk about that maybe next week no we shouldn't you don't want to watch it (laughs) i actually have it all downloaded because i thought we were gonna watch it but okay cool well let's watch that for next week then (sighs) thanks justin good suggestion anyway yes the future's all fucked up. They have exciting new drugs you can try, so that's everybody can look forward to that, like eye drop, crazy drugs. Yeah. Uh, LED pink backpacks, everybody's favorite. Yeah, I mean, it had that very much like everything's dark unless it's a neon light type feel to it. And cyberpunk like, kind of. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess cyberpunk's like a good way to put this. It's pretty typical, I have to say. Like the, the setting and the design... Like the way they envision how the world is going to be, it's like pretty typical dystopian sci-fi stuff. I mean, we've seen that before. Yeah, um, I, just the thing that makes it unique is the whole sleeves and yes, and that's sort of the core of the series because like some guy died 
you know, a few hundred years ago or 200 years ago or something. And, like, he basically gets revived at some point in the current day. So there's, like, constant, you know, flashbacks to, like, you know, 200 years ago to, like, today. and When he was Asian. Yes. Before so, he became white. So the thing that really, like, <laughs> the most fucked up or, like, one of the most fucked up things I thought about this whole, like, whole series was, like, in, like, the very first episode, there was, like, <laughs> He gets revived, and he's, like, in a room of all these people that are, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, what the fuck just happened? Uh, this isn't my body. Like, what is going on? He, like, there's a girl there. But interject real quick. Okay. It, it doesn't bother him at all because all the envoys are trained to jump between different yes. sleeves because that's so, important for what you're about to mention. Yeah, so, like, he is, like, a specially trained resistance envoy member that, like, hated the government type thing, and he trained to jump between sleeves, so it wasn't a huge deal to him. Right. But, like... There was this girl that like looked super confused and she's like, what is going on? I'm in like the body of like this 60 year old white woman. I was a seven year old like Asian girl. Like this, what is happening? And like, she's like having a mental breakdown, like in the middle, like, like, like in the background of like the whole, everything else that's happening. And like her parents like come and create like, what the fuck? This wasn't supposed to be her body. It's like, well, that's what you get sucker. And like, that was the end of her story. It's like, Dude, she's stuck in, like, a body that's, like, the expiration date's approaching a lot faster than, like, a seven-year-old. Parents better make that paper. Get that seven-year-old body, get another one, get another seven-year-old. Yeah, it just was, like, (laughs) I don't know. That, like, that was, like, one point that stuck with me. And, like, there was, like, a point where, like, somebody took one of the USB drives and stuck it in a snake. And the dude's That was his sister. I mean, yeah, it was... Technically, I guess her sister, his sister put the mind of like some killer in a snake, which was like not a major plot point, but it was just like, hey, I'm doing this for fun because I'm rich and crazy and eccentric. Ha ha ha. Well, that's actually how he gets brought out of his little meat locker thing. Really? What? Well, because the rich guy has enough money and pull to get him thought out and put into the. So basically, he gets. So. He was sitting around for 200 years, basically, in, like, USB drive prison. <laughs> um, but, drawer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that place in the back of your closet you stick, you know, old drives in. Um, but, uh, so this rich guy, the, the whole mystery of the series is, like, a rich guy, you know, ended up dead. The rich guy. The, the, rich, the richest guy. The, you know, richest Jeff and Bezos, the Bill Gates. The oldest and richest person ever. He's like 360-something by the time you something meet him. Like that. Yeah. Yes. But um, he dies under mysterious circumstances, and he's basically like, well, I'm going to go revive the last known of this, like, super, you know, smart resistance force that is still out there that we know of. And uh, have them investigate my murder. Because I can do that because I got a new body that was on the cloud backup. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and like the whole point of the murder was like he got killed before his backup went for that day. So like he basically forgot everything that happened in the past 24 hours that could have related to the murder. And he's like, I don't know who killed me. Um, so he gets revived. The main character, Kovach, gets revived in a new body. And has to go start working for this, you know, rich guy and figure out his murder. And hijinks ensue. <laughs> okay. So, Justin, now that you have explained the world, you can get back to your major spoiler that you want to get into. I don't remember what that was. The people who are in the apartment doing the shady shit, getting the envoy things together. The guy gets killed. I think you're going to talk about who the, the real villain is. Okay. So, I don't think that was the point I was trying to make. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his sister. But yeah, I guess it's his sister, like, who ends up being, like, the real villain, like, because apparently they made, like, a blood pact when they were little kids because they had an abusive father saying, like, we're always going to stick together, you know, you and me, blah, blah, blah. And she took that way too far? Yeah, she, like, (laughs) she was like, oh, I take that as... You can never be with anybody. You're not allowed to, you know, have, you know, a girlfriend or anything. If you take two steps away from me, like, I'm going to fucking slit your throat or anyone around you. Like, like, whoa, okay, like, 
We were little kids when we said that. Let's chill. His sister's crazy. Yes. But his sister also somehow ended up being, you know, super rich elite mode. And yeah, she is also one of the upper class who's also in the clone body business live forever deal. Yeah. But, somehow. Well, yeah, because he spent 250 years on ice and he thought she was dead. But yes, because somehow she got revived in the wreckage of the shuttle that got blown up with so her. That and the, whole yeah. resistance envoy thing, like there was, I don't think it was betrayal, but like somehow the government found where their, you know, their headquarters was. She sold them out. It was betrayal. His oh. sister sold them out. Yeah. Okay. And then, so basically everyone there died except Takeshi because he was out picking berries or something. I don't remember. Um, or sleeping near a river, something like that. Everyone in the headquarters dies. Except him, his sister, and like his love interest at the time, who was like the resistance leader. The sister and the resistance leader go out into a shuttle. He sort of holds down the fort to try and fend off the government. Government. And uh, the shuttle explodes. He cries, thinking, you know, his lover and his sister have died. But apparently his sister like had a cloud backup going unbeknownst to anyone. Got a new body. Says that, you know, the resistance leader's USB drive is safe somewhere, but he's not telling or she's not telling him where. And yeah. So that's season two. Yes, that is season two. Spoiler, but maybe that's season two. Maybe it's season never. Who knows? We have to probably read the books to find out whether or not any of that's true. But his sister is a psychopath who'd become rich as well. And she wants to take down Lawrence Bancroft, the richest man ever. I still don't get her motivation behind that. Like, Cause I, just as a power play? like I mean, there's this weird, the upper class people are like, so disconnected from what the people on the ground have that it's kind of like they live in a different realm, literally and figuratively. Yeah, they get so bored that they just start, you know, beating hookers and stuff like that up. It's like, and they, yeah, I've right. They kind of. I've get, already drank all the wine in the world. Right. I've drank, smoked all the cigars. It's time to go bash some skulls in because there's nothing left to do. It's like they get bored after like however you know yeah, two hundred three hundred years of doing whatever, and they some of them start to buy into the start to buy their own press a little bit like there's this really weird scene where uh takeshi has to go track down his boss Lawrence, who is ministering to some people who have some kind of like nanite plague or something like super leprosy yeah super super aids that they're carriers of but are immune to but they can't be around other people and he's there like handing out gifts and hugging the children and shit yeah, like, as his body starts to, like, break down, he's, like, hugging these children. He's, like, getting boils on his face. And he's like, yeah, whatever, I've got a cloud back up. And, right, and then when his body starts to get, like, too painful and, and close to dying, he, like, just closes his eyes and downloads back to another yes. one. But it's, like... It, it, it's very, like... It, it is very much just, like, the equivalent of, like, a photo op because, like... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like... <laughs> You think like, okay, Bono flies out to Africa on a private jet, takes, you know, his whole crew, like all the journalists and stuff like that, and like a pallet of food. And like, okay, you spend so much more money private jetting, you know, whole crew, journalists, cameras, whatever, that you could have spent like gotten, you know, a hundred pallets of food. Yeah. But instead you sent one and like gave it to an African kid. He did the same thing. This Lawrence Bancroft guy, he could have sent a whole, you know, truck fleet of people for the cost of, you know, his new clone body he's going into after he got, you know, the super AIDS or leprosy, whatever. But I think it's uh, what you say about the photo op is true. As I was thinking of it, it is kind of like, look, we helped them. Well, I don't even (laughs) think there were cameras at that scene, but it was just purely him getting off at the fact oh, I'm being charitable, actually handing something out to people. It's like, no, you're not, dude. Like, you're spending, you know, $3 million on a new body that you're going to, like, throw away next week because you're doing the same shit. Like, but they like playing God. 
Yes, that is a thing. He gets off on that. Like, he's like, oh, well, I am a generous God. I am a graceful God. I am giving these children gifts and sacrificing myself for them. Right, and I shall return. Yes, like, he's like totally like Jesus complex. I will return in, you know, seven days. Yes, we'll bring back more food next time. See you later. Yes, it is fucked up. (laughs) It it is. I think that's one of the reasons I like the show so much, because it just... Uh, it just embraces how fucked up that is and just rolls with it. And it's like, yeah, these people think they're gods. So it's pretty much how they act. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's. Cause he gets, he, he, the only thing that makes him come anymore is choking hookers to death. Yeah. So that's like the <laughs> other thing, like even his kids who are like, you know, 80 years old only now. And like, they're still in like young looking bodies. Like, the kids are already getting bored. It's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, hop into my mom's sleeve occasionally and, you know, have sex with her body because, uh, whatever, I've done a bunch of mine already. It's like... Well, they can never... It's There's no progress. They can never be real people because yes. peop, cause rich people won't fucking die. That's a, that, that, to me, is the whole thing. Like, the society has stagnated because the natural progress of death, there's, like, nothing happens really... Because you can't have people grow up and die. So there's no new ideas. There's no planning for the future. It's right. all like, oh, it's just, I am looking out for my interests, and I am planning for you know my next 100 years or 200 years. And there's, there's no new ideas. There's nothing pushing society forward because it's the same people that control everything and then just in perpetuity. Yeah, it's... So not so thinly veiled a criticism of like rich people in Silicon Valley today who are desperately trying to find tech to live forever. Like Peter Thiel getting like transfusions from like young boys and stuff. Oh yeah. I yeah. heard about that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, lots of transfusions. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's like one thing for like trying to like extend your life to be like healthier and get like another like five, 10 years. Maybe if you like your health, eat healthy workout, whatever. But like, this is like a whole nother level of like you have a complete spare body, your brain is backed up, and it's not like and it's like a huge resource drain to facilitate your backup bodies and clones and stuff that like all that could be used to you know like you said further society or like you know start a business that does you know something to like you know employ people instead of you're just like, oh yeah, the cloning facility, I give them all that money well, it made me think. Me. I've the day after I finished watching this series, I just happened to read an article about how the U.S. military um, is looking for a new way to train people physically because there's people who now think that just like making people run a whole lot and carry heavy backpacks is not adequate, but it, they confess that it will probably never change because the only people who are in command to make those decisions to change it are old guys who like to run a lot. Hmm. So it made me think, oh, yeah, it's just like imagine if these guys live forever. You would never have any kind of progression of ideas or concepts or anything like that because they're already convinced that they know all the answers, just like these rich dudes that meths, right? They call them that. And that's what that Kel lady was talking about, right? Like she, the way I understood it is she was the original person once upon a time who discovered how to use stack technology and that she had like moved through different bodies, and now she had come to the conclusion that stacks were a bad thing for society, that people had to get back to be able to live naturally and die. And that, that was, was the whole like that was the whole envoy thing. Yeah, that was what the envoys yeah. believed that they wanted to destroy the stack technology somehow. But it was kind of like you know Pandora's box. It was already open at that point. It's like trying to get it back in. It's... Well, I mean, they fucking shut down the Tribidium mine because they found all the alien shit. You know? Huh. It was a total recall reference, but the metal that makes the oh. chip things comes from Mars. I don't know if you guys heard that, but yeah. Bancroft said that, that, I think. Well, because there's lot in this universe, there's lots of settled worlds, and there's like faster than light technology, apparently. And well, I don't know if there's FTL for like. There was one thing that. Ships and stuff. It seems like they're sending their, their mind signals. So, but how do they send bodies there like hundreds of years in advance or something? And then. So there was one thing that. Uh, I guess. They said that was kind of, I I don't know, it like made me like question like what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Um, There was a scene where he was like, uh, Takeshi was being uh, tortured over and over in like a VR torture chamber thing. 
Oh, yeah. Did you notice in the background of that scene that they were sawing up the dead hooker? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, in the real world. In yeah. the real world, yeah. yeah. And um, like separating out all her body parts and stuff like that. It was kind of messed To up. be reused, I think. Oh, is that what it was? was? The, yeah. I thought it was like a next level sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bury the arm like in, you know, this part of the state and bury the arm in that part of the state and the legs over here and the torso over there. Anyway. Anyway. He was being tortured and like he eventually like mind forced his way out of the torture chamber and like he was playing up saying like, you know, I'm such a badass. I work for, you know, the, you know, the government agency that are like a bunch of hard asses and like they're the best in the universe. It's like I've been off world and like one of the two technicians said something like, Oh, he must have seen like the truth out there. Like there's like some sort of like I don't know thing that like you can see that like changes your mind that like makes your reality change. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was. Do you remember this? I remember the line, but I took it as him saying that like he had I don't know, like attained some kind of insane level of mastery over his mind and body because he's oh scene you know i I thought it was more like he saw like a lovecraftian horror and like it broke his mind and like changed his reality or something yeah i i don't think that okay (laughs) i don't think that's what they were going for (laughs) that's what i was hoping for i think he was like talking about the proverbial you know attack ships on fire kind of thing like he's about he's this guy's seen some shit man like he's stopping his heart with his mind like i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah, and then he wakes up and says, "I'm a space commando," and the scientist guy is like, "Oh shit, did we really kidnap a space commando? Because now we're really yeah, like basically like the CS or the CIA of like space people. Like, if you fuck with this person, like you're going down, your family's going down, and like, it doesn't matter that they work for like this rich, well-funded private clinic. Yeah, it, that they could probably you know money their way out of. Right. Yeah. Well, apparently the people they think that he's bluffing to be the the space FBI are really serious because. Everybody seems to be afraid of him. In fact, he ends up being one of them before he becomes an envoy, doesn't he? Yes. Because his whole backstory is he goes, he becomes like a little half white, half Asian, half a school shooter kid and kills his dad. Yeah. And then as protective custody, basically the... <laughs> he gets enslaved, basically. <laughs> like... Yeah. He basically gets <laughs> enslaved. And like the funny thing is, like, again, it's sort of not to the same extent that I was talking about earlier with the little girl going to like a 60-year-old body. But, like, he gets put into, like, you know, some, like, 20-year-old body. Yeah. Going from, like, an 11-year-old kid or something to, like, start working for these space commandos. And then eventually he gets his old body back because, like, hey, we're back on Earth, kid. It's like, sweet, get my old body. So. Yay. It's like, yeah, we've kept it up for you all these years. It's like, I don't know, like, someone else been using this? Like, is it sweaty? Like, <laughs> That's kind of what it seems like, is the bodies are, like, the equivalent of the rifles in the armory. Like, you, you hand yours in, and then they give you another one that you need for something else. Yeah. And, like, again, like, it was that total, like, the difference between, like, the envoys and the, you know, space commando people are, like, the space commando people have, like, fully embraced technology, and they're like, oh, yeah, just, like, take this, like, shot of, like, adrenaline or something, and, like, You'll get over your, you know, sickness when you transfer bodies. You know, you'll get used to it, whatever. Whereas, like, the envoys are like, you have to be one with your mind and Mother Nature to be able to transfer sleeves seamlessly. And So, like, it's kind of more like a hippie, like... Eastern one. philosophy versus Western philosophy. If you want to go down that route, whatever. I mean, I think that's kind of what they were trying to talk about. Okay. Is it the well, like Grant was saying, like the the natural end stage of capitalism? It seems like we're getting close to people having enough money to they won't have to die. I feel like we're knocking on that door, so that doesn't seem to comport itself with the kind of mindfulness Eastern philosophy. See, like I kind of picture we're almost closer to like that thing in Psychopaths, where like there's that one dude who uh, who basically was like a full on robot because like. He ended up replacing all his body parts. The the rich guy who hunted people with the shotgun. Yes. <laughs> like he basically replaced all his body parts. Like, oh, well, I started with, you know, a leg and an arm and then like went to my heart and the rest of my body. And now I've digitized my brain. It's pretty cool. I'm like a full on robot. <laughs> Which is an option in altered carbon that I yes, don't know why people like, don't take more often.
often. Yeah, because I guess they're like synth bodies, but like they're looked down upon. They're kind of like, you know, the Chinese knockoffs of real bodies or something like that. But they're super strong. Yeah, that's what yeah. I don't get. It's like... And you can make your face into Max Headroom. Yeah. Did you not catch that? Oh. Yeah. The guy, the creepy guy who owned like the arena. Oh, yeah. That was Max Headroom, the guy who played that. He was a synth though? Like he was a... Mm-hmm. He was a robot, yeah. Because yeah. Ortega says like, oh, I, did you, I thought you were going to get a new like robo sleeve and he's like i did and his face like turns into max headroom for a minute mm, okay i missed that but uh yeah it, it, i don't know i feel like if i had a choice i'd pick that one over like a normal like flesh and bone body but yeah oh okay true i mean I, i'm kind of agnostic as to the method but i think that we're getting close to that stage where people have accumulated enough technology and money to make that happen at some point conceivably soon relatively speaking not, I mean, not, relatively soon in the fact of, like, yeah. maybe the next, like, hundred years or I something. Mean, like, like, I feel like we're still, you know, going to be, you know, shortchanging. We'll have to accept death. Like, shoot, whatever. But I mean, but, like, human history. Like, a relatively yes. short amount of time. It seems like we're getting close to there. And this is uh, the world of the Methuselah people. Mess for short. Seems to kind of... I don't know. What? Huh? The British people. Oh, is that what they're calling themselves? They call them, well, that's the nickname. I guess the ground people have the nickname for them. They call them Because in the Old Testament, Methuselah got like 900 years or whatever. Lived to be fucking old. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you figure these people are two, three hundred some years old each. Um, There's all sorts of weird shit, like just the... The fact that people are more, there's also the talk about like people being more commoditized because like that one guy's wife basically sold her body. Yeah. To rent it out. Um, and then Ortega rents the big, fat, bald criminal guy's body. Well, to- I don't think he, she exactly rented it, but yeah, basically there's like body rental services and it's like, oh, like, you know, you're in the prime of your life or something like that. Like, why don't you rent out your body for, you know, a couple hundred bucks a night to like, you know, some dude who can afford it it's like okay that's but for weird shit though yeah. it's like they they rented the criminal or stolen or whatever she took the criminal dude to put her grandmother in for the day of the dead yes celebration yeah and there's like this <laughs> i you just reminded me there's like this whole like um religious thing going on too of like there's a certain like if you convert to like neo-catholicism i think is what it was called mm-hmm. um Basically, that changed so, like, you couldn't, like, put your USB drive in another body and, like, it'll work. You something. can't be revived. Yeah, basically, it, like, switches a flag in there. It's like, yep, can't revive you. It's like a, well, they could, but you're not supposed to. It's like a DNR. Oh, I thought it was, like, full-on, like, you couldn't do it at all. No, oh, it's against the law because yeah. it's against their religious beliefs to be resurrected like that. Oh, I thought Even it was, to testify in a criminal trial. I thought it was more like a hard encryption sort of stop where like it was impossible. The encryption track, is just like that other people can't access your sleeve unless they're, um, or your stack unless it's like the authorities or something like that. And it just says like you cannot be revived because you're classified as a neo-Catholic or something. Mm, okay. I thought it was a little more complex than that, but maybe. Eh, it's because his sister, the hooker that jumped off the, uh, the airship... She coded, recoded her stack the minute she started working for her so that if she died, the police could never interrogate her. Yes. So they never find out anything. That was uh, Takeshi's sister, right? Started right. doing yeah. that to a lot and of the stacks out there. The hooker that jumped is the one that Riker was investigating. Yes, the right. sleeve that Takeshi now has. It's right. Like, it's messed up. It's Very a little good. convoluted Who's at some Ortega's point in time. But like, her former partner. Yes. Police partner. So... Takeshi, the main character, got revived in the former body of Ortega's, like, boyfriend, partner, like... Cop guy. Cop guy, partner, and boyfriend, because he was investigating... I can't remember. Was he investigating the rich people, too, or... I can't remember why he got... He was investigating the death of that hooker girl who jumped, but he didn't know what it was connected to this whole thing, but he was just... He was he had like mental problems and just like went off the deep end with this thing and committed like crimes or something or he got framed for it or something. I shit. think he was framed. He was framed because she, Raylene thought that he was going to get onto the trail, so she framed him and he got sent to the locker. Yes, Davy Jones' locker. So I mean, there's like 
it all kind of ties together at some points, but like occasionally you forget like where this thread came from that's like poking in. That's what got me like a few times. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't remember. Yeah, there were times that. I like went back to the Wikipedia yeah. like episodes articles like, uh, who's this guy? Oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I go back to watching. But So I did, there's some cool Easter eggs. Did you notice in the, the one of the last episodes when he and his sister were fighting with the swords that the sword he picks up is the sword from Highlander? The katana <laughs> with the the white the white bone uh, hilt. No, You're, uh, I'm gonna. It was hilarious. Like, I laughed when I saw it. I have never seen Highlander. Well, Justin, you should watch it. Okay. Um, somebody just got shot outside the studio. So we're looking at that. But yeah, this this series. Um, I don't know. And just had a lot of little touches that made the world kind of feel... Yes. There were, like... I don't know. There were things that, like, made the world feel more complete and, like, just added oddities to the future, but there was, like, one thing. One thing that pissed me off, and I texted you. Okay, Justin, tell us about the fruit. There was this scene in, like, episode two or three or something. He was going up to a street vendor, and, like, the street vendor was like, hey, man... I've got this, like, fruit juice. It's, like, 0.01% real fruit. He was like, real fruit's hard to come by, you know. An apple, what the fuck is that? You've never seen a whole apple before? I've got, like, you know, a thumbnail of an apple in here. It's awesome. Try it, motherfucker. It's rare as shit. And then, during that Day of the Dead celebration, Ortega's mom is, like, you know, chopping up tomatoes, chopping up peppers throwing in the salad, and then, like, throwing away the leftovers afterwards. It's like, those are real peppers. Those are real onions. Those are real tomatoes. Maybe they all pool their money all year for the one celebration. And throw it out? Took me out of the game, man. Series, whatever. (laughs) Movie. (laughs) Movie. (laughs) That was my only minor nitpick. That was completely just, like, I noticed that, and it just, like, stuck with me for some reason. Well, the only other series that I've watched recently was Star Trek Discovery, and yeah, this this is like a million times better than that. So the funny thing is, <clears throat> you guys were, I guess we all were kind of making fun of the um, the one series Seth MacFarlane produced that's supposed to like be or, Star or Trek. Or Red and Yes. Um, I've actually heard good things about that, surprising enough. Clark just hates Seth MacFarlane. I mean, that's fair I enough. do hate Seth MacFarlane a lot, but I also think that, I don't know, I watched a couple episodes of it, and it's like he just photocopied a TNG script and scribbled Seth MacFarlane, like, plus Seth on it with crayon. Okay. That, I mean, that's what I heard. They said, like, the reviews I saw, I was like, oh, it's very much, you know, Star Trek, you know, classic version. But he gets to be the captain. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of just... Well, I liked it better than Star Trek because I think we talked about Discovery. I was going to give it more of a chance, but it was a little underwhelming to say it charitably. Whereas Altered Carbon, it has a lot of this elements of things that we complain about a lot. Like, ooh, it's dark or, you know, ooh, it's an antihero ship. Like, it's been done to death. But I think it was just different enough because of the whole stacks and sleeves concept that underpins the whole thing that it got past the typical and became interesting because of that. I kind of like it wasn't the, grim dark. Yeah. It was it was definitely like a darker look at the future but yeah, it wasn't like where are the light bulbs guys like it wasn't like Punisher dark. Well, it was just well, it was just different enough to be like its own thing and distinguishable from like generic stuff that you see on the Sci-Fi channel which yeah. I think well, Sci-Fi Channel, I feel like all the original series are kind of like, you know... Ghosts and goblins. Like, they jump up and down, and, like, the, the walls kind of shake on the set. It's like, mm. Well, they have, like, three Sci-Fi series on there right now, I believe. And, I mean, they're all kind of... They, they've got the same basic thing. They're all this, like, grimdark stuff. Mm-hmm. And this didn't feel like that in the end. We didn't even talk about the fact that there's a hotel owned by an Edgar Allan Poe.exe. Well, we mentioned it slightly, but yeah, basically, there's like weird sentient AIs that 
have a purpose and their purpose is running out a hotel, but they own properties. Up. Yes. Like there, there's a property management AI club that gets together and plays poker. Yes. But then like <laughs> nobody stays at them because they're kind of like creepy and like the AIs are like super protective, but I'm like, that sounds like a good place to stay. It's like, it seems like, well, they also kind of fell out of fashions. What I gathered, like it was a cool thing to have like the Edgar Allan Poe theme hotel. And then oh. it was like, well, okay, well this is kind of shitty now. So, but, but that's, that's another thing. Like, just speaks to this idea that like this society is just rotting because you know normally on a normal human scale you would tear that building down and build something new but because everything is such an extended time scale because people live forever well it's not even the people well, and the ai lives like the forever AIs, yeah. yeah so these things can keep enduring and it just becomes like this megalopolis built on top of itself because you you know you can't erase the past really oh talk about the it's gotten too big. Things fall through the cracks. Like uh, Edgar Allan Poe even says, like, oh, these machine guns and shit, because he ends up killing a bunch of gangsters who are trying to kill Takeshi by just machine gunning them to death to protect his guests. And he says, like, oh, I just got these weapons permits when there was a lot of, like, riots and stuff, and they never took them back. Yeah. He just had them for, like, 100 years, just machine guns and shotguns all over. But clearly those things were around before Kovach went into storage. Yeah. Because so at least 250 years, these things have been around and they were probably like a cool thing back when he was originally alive. And then now it's like, they're still there, but it's like, they're a joke. It's like, oh wow, you'd actually stay in one of those AI hotels. Nobody does that. Yeah. But because like I said, but the he, AIs are still around. They, they're the owners yeah. of the hotel. I hope that guy's character isn't gone forever because his character was actually pretty good. Yeah, the guy playing him was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I think all the acting on the show was done really well. The guy who played Bancroft was like, I think it was when you first see him, he's just like this rich guy who's like walking around his library with his little sweater on, like, oh, here's a book you might like. I found this at an auction. It's a rare book. Yeah. Um, there was. <laughs> So maybe it's because they were doing a good job acting, but I wanted to punch them in the face. It was all the the Bancroft's kids I kind of <sighs> hated. But I, I think that may have been like a good job. Like, you know, I want to punch, you know, Joffrey in the face or whatever. But he's like, he's doing a good job acting. But I don't know if they were like, they got on my nerves. Whoever plays his sister, I've seen her, because I think she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually as um, um, somebody's mother. I think so. I the. I had to look it up because uh, I, I watched that one series on Fox that got canceled after like a year, which everything was getting canceled after a year on Firefly. Fox. Um, Dollhouse. Oh. oh, yeah, okay. Josh Wheaton's other show? Yes. Okay. One of his, the thing that got canceled. But that one actually probably deserved to be canceled. But Was that before or after he tried to like rape a bunch of women and... This is probably during. Um, <laughs> it had a very rapey sort of plot going on a little okay. bit. Everybody's out there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read uh, read his ex-wife's article op-ed she wrote about their relationship. He sounds like a great guy. See that Avengers movie. Anyway, the actress that plays <laughs> Raylene, I thought she was really good. She, yeah, just, she did a nice job. Yeah. Uh, the things I've seen her in, I, I don't think she's been in a terrible. And I haven't. Like she isn't. Yeah acted terrible in anything she's been in like some you know b-grade stuff but that this wasn't bad and the joel kinnaman guy the lead i haven't seen him in many things actually yeah what like, happened but to him? he was pretty good i know he was in that robocop remake and i know he's one of the people in um, suicide squad those are the only things i know what? him from I'm saying check it i'm not gonna imdb that motherfucker okay whatever then <laughs> i hope they make a second season of this just netflix has a pretty consistent history of you know trying things out and then really really quickly saying we're not going to do a second season when it doesn't meet their threshold so i hope this met what they want i think it has because it's gotten a lot of good like buzz mention but i think it's also because it actually is good it's not like something people are going to hype up and tell you like you know like fuller house well or it's (laughs) like the just the overhyped culture right now i think makes people wary of endorsing something as being great well, it's it's not great. Like it's not like well, Star Wars. Great. The thing about this series is like, if you enjoy like sci-fi Blade Runner esque feel, like 
I'd say, go watch it. But, like, there were some people I was, like, you know, watching this series and, like, hey, you watching anything cool lately? I'm, like, yeah, I'm watching this show on Netflix. I don't think it's your style. Like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to, like. No, but I think if you are a fan of sci-fi and you are a fan of that, like, kind of near future, I don't know what to call it, nor almost thing. dystopia. Yeah. Type thing, yeah. Then this is definitely up your street. I just think it's, I like it so much because I'm just, I, it's like I've got a, a nice cool glass of water after wandering through the fucking desert. So, uh, you want to see Captain Kirk ride a motorcycle over the top of a giant bee swarm and have it smash the other ship? Not really, but I, I guess. Is that all you're giving me? I don't have much of a choice, do I? You want to see Spock get really mad and punch somebody on a hover truck flying through a city? Well, not really, but I guess. It's probably just good evidence that <laughs> um, like two-hour feature films are not the best um, medium Format, yeah. anymore to present like great, compelling sci-fi stories that make you think more than five seconds. So like a miniseries or a limited season like this is probably a better format. Well, I think the real test of that's going to be coming soon for The Watchmen. Oh, yeah, that has a uh, series come out, doesn't it? I think HBO, right? I can't remember who it was, but I remember... One of them. They're doing it as a big, long... I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know how many episodes it is, but yeah, it's like a mini-series type thing. More, Even more than Zack Snyder's four-hour supercut long version. Yes. Well, Netflix has done this a couple times now. Like, they did um, the Daredevil series, mm-hmm. and they did the Jessica Jones, this. I mean, they've, they've put out a lot of stuff. They can keep they can keep all that. More Altered Carbon, fewer Marvel shows, and just put them back where you found them. Yeah, I don't know. Marvel no, shows I, are <laughs> what I meant was more like, often missed than hits. <laughs> like, I, like we tried a Daredevil movie, it didn't work out. Yeah, for many reasons. Maybe Daredevil's <laughs> better suited because of his stature in like the pantheon of characters. He's he's more suited maybe to a limited season on Netflix, or like nobody knows who Jessica Jones is. Probably a better format to have her on Netflix than to make a movie about her that right. has like a six hundred million dollars riding on it. It's a lot of shekels, six hundred million. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's pretty good. We tend to back this podcast up. I just know the spoiler already for the Star Trek Discovery thing that the fucking guy turns out to be from the Mirror Universe. That just f- fucking Ooh. stupid. It sounds to me. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Justin. Yeah, it turns out that... Uh, like the captain or something? I thought you already watched it. No, I literally Oh, haven't. well, sorry. I'm very sorry, but I, I read that, and I was like, you know what? I'll watch it anyway, but that makes me mad because that's stupid. <laughs> okay, I don't know which guy you're talking about, but whatever. All right, well, matter. you'll figure it out then. It's pretty obvious. The guy that's, like, twisting his mustache? No mustache, but it's just like, why is this person so mean? <laughs> 